Our guest today is Jason Swanson of KnowledgeWorks. He is the Director of Strategic Foresight. Welcome. Thank you. It's that, nice to be here. That sounds like a great title. Um, yeah, well, why don't we start with kind of a telling the listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do as, yeah. Uh, yeah. KnowledgeWorks is fairly unique in that we have uh, the internal capacity to really engage in futures thinking or strategic foresight. Mm -hmm. So we've been kind of taking these longer, deeper looks at, ahead for learning since 2006. Mm -hmm. So I am part of um, a team of essentially professional futurists and we spend all our time really doing like one of two things broadly, right? Uh, so it, that first thing, that first bucket would be content creation. Mm -hmm. So we keep a pretty rig rigorous publishing schedule uh, where we're publishing forecasts on the future of learning. Mm -hmm. So typically we work in uh, three-year arcs or three-year publishing cycles. The beginning of that cycle, uh, we'll publish a document. It's typically a numbered forecast. Right. And this would be sort of our 30,000-foot view of what's happening in the world. So okay. what are those big drivers of change that are acting to shift how we live, how we learn, how we work? And then we'll, we'll really begin to make assumptions about those changes, develop images that relate back to the future of learning, and then from there really begin to ask questions around implications. So we start with that. Then in the remaining years of that cycle, uh, we'll do deeper dives. So uh, I'll consider them like kind of tighter aligned forecasts mm. on specific domains. So not just okay. learning writ large, but right. credentials or blockchain or virtual reality, um, early childhood education. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we'll take a deeper look into those. And again, same thing, right? We're looking at change. We're making assumptions about where those changes are headed. Mm. We're articulating a broad range of futures and really deriving uh, sets of strategic questions for stakeholders. So that, that's like block one, right? So over in category two, when we're not writing about the future, uh, we're talking about it. Uh, so we travel around and engage in what I would call sense making. Mm -hmm. So uh, you as a stakeholder, you get a forecast, you're like, this is awesome, what do I do? Yeah, right, now right. what? Fair, uh -huh. fair question. Uh, so we do workshops, we do keynotes, we do talks. Um, we, you know, occasionally design sort of simulations or experiences of the future, right? So you can kind of go kick the tires on alternative futures and yeah. decide what you like and what you don't like about that. Um, design artifacts from the future, too. Um, so tangible representations of things that you can hold and see. Um, really kind of whatever it takes. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> it is the most fun job I have ever had, um, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm here uh, at this particular conference. We did a pre-conference workshop. Uh -huh. um, so we spent three hours with 45 or so uh, educators and education stakeholders uh, to really work the future, right? Mm. To talk about change, to kind of interrogate their visions for the future of learning, right? So, you know, say, so what do you think the future of learning? What's your vision for this? What do you want out of all this? And, you know, it, can we take it beyond just, we want learning to be personalized, right? That's awesome, right? But that tends to be almost a strategy or a tactic to get you to the future, uh -huh. right? So, like, let's talk about how it should feel and how it should look and what feelings should it evoke, right? Mm -hmm. So can, can we add some nuance to that? Then can we think about change? We spent a lot of time talking about change, and then we uh, pulled some content from a, pre, uh, a recently released publication of ours. It was a strategy guide. Mm -hmm. And we said, okay, so we've got this vision. This is where we want to go. We talked about change. 
Uh, here's a set of five big strategies that we saw for sort of transforming learning to get to this vision. So let's work with those and let's develop your own and um, we'll see where we land in three hours. So uh -huh. we did that and then I'm just coming out of a session that uh, we did with some friends from North Dakota uh -huh. about thinking uh, about the future of work very broadly and using those as inputs to think about profiles of a graduate and, and really looking at from a superintendent's perspective, like how do you operationalize this stuff and like right. what's it mean to, to really put this to work? Right. So I've had a great time. This is my first time at, at uh, INACL or oh, Aurora, Aurora Institute, Aurora, right? And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. I'll look forward to coming back. Yeah. So what are, so right now in your first bucket, yeah. What are what are the deep dives that you're working on? Currently, so um, we are working on a guide for systems change okay. that's rooted in systems thinking and systems dynamics. Mm -hmm. So um, in education right now, people are really fond of talking about transformation yes. and systems change. Yes. And then if not, they're talking about theories of change. Mm -hmm. So we looked at that and we said, oh, this is really interesting. What can we kind of contribute to like this growing movement for system, you know, changing the system? And we realized in looking at a lot of this is there's not an awareness of how systems operate and that we're part of systems and what it means to, to kind of shift, you know, an entire system. Right. So we're working on that right now. Uh, we're working on a forecast retrospective, too. So... Uh, we wrote. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. That sounds like an oxymoron. A forecast. It totally is. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> one of the benefits about doing this work for as long as we've been doing it is yeah. a lot of the forecasts that we've written were hitting the time horizon. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So specifically, our second major comprehensive forecast, that thirty thousand foot view that I was talking about earlier, yeah. was for twenty twenty. Aha, right, yeah. So yeah, we're taking we're, we're going to go back into that. We're going to look at a lot of those drivers of change. We're going to ask questions about, you know, are those drivers still present? Uh, what themes are still happening now, right? In 2019 or 2020 as we kind of get to this horizon. So not so much looking at it from the standpoint of like where we write because right. there's no right in this. Mm. Like we like mm. to say that we're in the business of depiction, not prediction. Okay. So if I was to predict the long-term future with any sort of accuracy, the assumption then is it's predetermined, right? Uh -huh. that, so conversations like this are like meaningless, right? Like yeah. it's just going to pan out the way it's going to pan out, but the world doesn't work like that, right? No. <laughs> so, you know, we're making assumptions about things, right? So yeah. we need to make and manage those assumptions. And by doing that, we want to depict a wide range of futures. So we want to look back and say, what are those themes that were pressing at the time? Are they still pressing? So not so much like, oh, we predicted this. No, right, there's right, no right. value in that, yeah. right? There's a lot of value, though, in probing the unknown, mm -hmm. right? And, and to say, okay, what are the ways that we believe the future would be different? And as part of that, uh, what do we think will change? What do we want to change? And like, kind of like what might change, right? right. And how do we plan for that okay. and, and think through that? Like, what were the things, what were the conditions <laughs> or that the trends that were around that are still here today. Yeah, so I'll just speak speak to this really, really broadly, oh, yeah, right? Of so, um, you know, that forecast, like a lot of our forecasts that have come out after that, looked at, you know, accelerating technologies, yeah. right? Obviously something we're still contending with. Uh -huh. uh, it asks some really interesting questions about sort of the future of work but through the lens of the maker economy, uh -huh. right? Which is really interesting. And so I, I think some of the assumptions we made then about sort of how widely spread the maker economy 
were maybe off the mark in terms uh-huh. of making, right. but looking at an economy and transition and how things like making and other kind of emergent forms of learning can help get somebody ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, that's like a theme we're all grappling with, Absolutely. right? Um, looking at data, mm-hmm. right? And sort of uh, the, the spread and sort of ubiquity of data uh, and how that can inform teaching and learning and assessment, right? And, and again, that's, I mean, look at all the adaptive learning folks that are in this room right now. Exactly. Um, so, you know, still a, a pretty heavy through line. Uh, so that was kind of cool to see. Um, so yeah, really broadly, those themes are still prevalent. Mm-hmm. Um, they've maybe manifested in different ways. Sure. Um, so th- th- that's fun, but that, that's still in its kind of very nascent stages of doing this. We've yeah. kind of settled on like the vehicle we would use to kind of tell these stories. Excellent. And um, But yeah, it's always kind of fun to take a look back. Sometimes you cringe, right? You're like, I can't believe we said right, that, right? right? I can't uh, believe we said cars would be flying by yeah, now. Like, like, yeah, where's my jetpack? <laughs> exactly. Um, but you know, at the same time, like again, it's really valuable to ask these questions, yeah. right? Because the, you know, the future will be different than the present, right? And you know, the lives that these young learners that are coming through these systems will lead as adults will be drastically different than ours. Right. Just like ours are different than our parents. Right. And so, like, the only constant is change, right? Yeah. So, I think Futures work is incredibly interesting. And I've talked with some people a little bit about, like, teaching Futures thinking to learners. Mm-hmm. And so something that strikes me that I wonder about is exactly what you were talking about, how in future thinking, there's multitude of pathways and options. Yeah. So how do you work with people to embrace that mindset? Uh, yeah, that's so. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the challenges, I think, of our team, right, as related to the field, is a lot of our audiences and the participants in our workshops don't are, always know they're coming into a future thinking workshop. Oh, that right? could be surprising. Because you just you see this paper yeah. and it looks great and you yeah. download it and then all of a sudden your admin's like, we're going to do this great thing because mm. we're working on these things. So that in and of itself is a challenge, right? It's like the surprise factor yeah, of right. like, oh, so this is what I'm here for. Exactly. Um, but I think that we take great care in those situations to be as holistic as possible. Mm-hmm. So... You know, what needs do you have that we could meet from a futures perspective? So what are you grappling with? Mm-hmm. How could this line of thinking help resolve that? And sometimes maybe it's not the right application of the work. We might sure. not be the right people for you. Right. But so that that's like kind of, you know, square one. And then, you know, it's to come in and to give people a common language for talking about change. We're never, we never want to enter in a situation where I'm saying like, hey, Matt and Courtney, this is the future. Right. That's totally disingenuous, yeah, yeah. right? That it's, you know, the very first thing you'll hear out of our mouths is the future is not a fixed point, right? Mm-hmm. So let's kind of navigate this together. Let's put this in your own context now that we have this language around change and have you do the sense making and the meaning making and thinking through, you know, how do you handle these implications? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think that that helps right of by you know being that that you know guide on the side rather Mm -hmm. than that sage on the stage and and really listening truly to what people are grappling with Mm. um not everybody you know comes out with that mind that that futurist's mindset right and nor should they right Mm. right is i think that we all have a responsibility to look 
at the future, right, and to be informed by it. Not everybody needs to be a, a quote-unquote like professional futurist, right. but we all should be futures literate. But people actually have to work in the present. They need to keep the classroom going and the school afloat too, right? So there's a tug, right? You know, there's the push and pull of the future in that sense. And I think that, you know, we all need to honor that. Yeah. This has been, this has been a very interesting conversation. It really is. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Well, Jason, thank you very much for your talk today. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you. Thank you. We're back with an important update. You've probably heard the big news. I, Nicole, is now the Aurora Institute. That's a huge change, Courtney. And a good one. Absolutely. So when we recorded these podcasts, I, Nicole, was still I, Nicole, but was planning its rebrand, and it is now complete. Why did I, Nicole, change its name? Great question, Courtney. INACAL has broadened its focus to education systems change for more than a decade now, so the new name is in fact catching up with a mission they've been working on for quite some time. And what does this mean? What's changed? Well, a new name means many new opportunities, but all of the same activities we've come to rely on INACAL for will still be there under the Aurora Institute. That includes the symposium, the technical assistance, the policymaking analysis, the publications, the webinars, and all the things we look to INACAL for leadership for. Good news! So keep watching the INACAL website for information about changes to the name, the website URL, and social media handles. And if you have any questions, use the Contact Us link to send them over. Yep, and keep checking this space for more podcasts on issues that matter most to you as educators, administrators, policymakers, and researchers in personalized competency-based education. Thanks for